Okay, so, um, JPB Gerald here. I am the host of this podcast that you are choosing to listen to on Standardized English. Um, what do I got to tell you? This uh, podcast is a podcast where we seek justice for the racially, linguistically, and neurologically minoritized. If you don't know what that means, just listen. Broadly speaking, I talk about whiteness, I talk about capitalism, I talk about academia, I talk about language and language ideologies and all those sorts of things. But what is important today is the impending resolution of my degree because I have no agenda in this one. I am recording this on Mother's Night, May 8th. I know I've recorded a bunch of these episodes far in advance. This introduction is coming in, uh, you know, just before the episode. This is a bonus episode. And let me be clear. I am recording this intro without knowing whether or not I've passed my defense. My defense is Wednesday morning. You will not hear this if I fail. Now, almost nobody fails. They just don't let you get to the defense um, if you're going to fail. But if I've managed to fail... If I truly manage to fail, then you won't hear this. I will delete it. <laughs> It'll be devastating. But the fact is, if you're hearing this, then I passed. And the episode, the full episode, I'm going to record Wednesday night. Probably not sober. Um, after a day of sort of thinking about it. I'm going to try to get my wife to come on to it. Maybe she won't be sober either. Uh, I know I usually have a, a yearly episode where my wife is involved, and, and, and that'll be that one. So, you know, I, I just want to reflect on the fact that I did all of this. I haven't done it yet, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But the fact is, I, apl I applied for school in, 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 in early 2018. I had a job that was boring, but whatever. But um, the job subsidized a small portion, small portion of my degree. Um, so I figured it was the best option. I very quickly grew a little bit bored with school, um, but I got really interested in academic work, and then I got bored with that. And in the last four years, before I even considered the pandemic, I was working full-time and in school part-time, and then eventually the school turned into a dissertation while I was also writing a book. And, you know, I also have a, you know, we got a puppy the first semester of, like, I had three months where I was just in school and work, and that's it, right? Um, I started school in August of 2018, and I had three months where it was just me and the work. Then we got a puppy in December of 2018, and since then, there's been an, uh, like, constant demand, because the puppy became not a puppy, but then there was a baby, and then there was a pandemic on top of that. So, only for three months could I just say that all I did was school and work, you know? And I'm about to be done with it. If you hear this, I'm done with it. If you don't hear it, well, it won't matter. But the fact is, um, I got two and a half days until I'm able to, you know, it feels like I've run, I've, I've run nine marathons and a couple I didn't finish. You know, I, did, I didn't finish the first time I went to Boston because I overheated and I just let my stomach didn't, I was like laying on the ground, like it wasn't good. The, the next year I overheated again, but I said, I'm not doing a shit again. So I walked the last six miles to the finish line. 
I hope that this finishing is not like that. And I hope it's a triumphant one, like some of my best marathons, like maybe New York 2015, I think is my favorite one. My fastest marathon is Chicago 2015, but nobody was there besides my dad. And I enjoyed my dad being there, but I didn't get to see everybody, you know, everybody else. 2015, I had, I was engaged to Alicia at the time. Alyssa was there and my dad was there and then my whole team I had joined Hellgate was there and that was my favorite marathon. It wasn't my best but I ran it three weeks after Chicago and so to me I feel like when in 2015 I ran three marathons in six weeks and all three of them were Boston qualifier marathons that's what it was like I think to write a book of dissertation at the same time you know I think that this was harder intellectually obviously but um the defense isn't nearly as long as a marathon, <laughs> so it'll be over pretty fast. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything intelligent to say at this point. Um, you'll hear from me Wednesday night when I record after having done it. Uh, and then I'm just going to put it out immediately. Like, this is a bonus episode, uh, and I appreciate anyone who's been listening to this podcast and, and the support you've given me. Um, my dissertation doesn't talk too much about the podcast, but part of my dissertation is about my own journey and like, oh, let me tell you what my dissertation is about, honestly. I think, I think a lot of you don't know. So in 2020, and you've heard parts of this story before, um, you know, my second article came out, Decentering Whiteness in, in, in uh, English Language Teaching, and a lot of people wanted to talk to me about racism because a lot of people, I was their black friend. And I, I have since become completely tired of that. Like at this point, like I saw somebody's wedding pictures over the weekend um, they got married last weekend. I think they got married a couple of years ago, but their first, their celebration because of the pandemic was last weekend. And this is, they, they had like 60 people in there. Small wedding, good, you know, fine, but, but all white. I guess there could have been somebody who was white passing who wasn't white, but in the pictures, it's one color. Now that's fine, but then what are you doing talking to me? That means I'm your black friend, right? But not a good black friend. You're someone I can just... And anyway, I've had conversations with this person before where it turns out their dad's like super racist and so forth. So, you know, I realized... So I deleted them. I don't have any rancor towards them, but it's like, that's not a person I can trust. And thanks. And what I've learned from my work is that I trust fewer people now because a lot of people are really going to choose the master narrative, the, the American dream, the, the way, you know, the, the like, they'll still flip to, well, the cities are so unsafe after the pandemic uh, nonsense. Um, they'll, they'll think the subway's unsafe, which maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but you know what's unsafe all of the time, which is driving. Uh, so, yeah, I trust fewer people, but I hate fewer people. Obviously, there's loud anti-vax, anti-mask people out there. But I was never friends with them, so I'm not worried about them. However, there's a big giant middle of people who are just trying to go along to get along, and therefore they're going along with the master narrative, going along with the general thoughts that the world puts out. And while I disagree with them, I get it. That doesn't mean they shouldn't be condemned. I feel like they're, they, they are teachable. But yeah, so there's fewer, like I had a lot of friends who were in that middle ground who would have had to learn a lot and I'm just not friends with them I don't trust them anymore but I don't have any antipathy for them so anyway um, we'll see what happens on Wednesday morning and if you hear this at all I've recorded Wednesday night and it means I passed so
Okay, folks, so we are back uh, with Unstandardized English, and I'm your host, Dr. J.P.B. Gerald. So I recorded the first part on Sunday, like I said, and I said I wasn't going to let you all listen to this if I didn't pass, so you wouldn't have heard it, but I'm here. So I passed with minor revisions, which anyone who is in the process wants to know is probably what's going to happen to you. You're probably going to pass with minor revisions. If you're less, the only yeah. So, um, so yeah, it feels kind of anticlimactic because you know it, it just ended. Um, I know there's a graduation at some point, and that feels climactic. But those are usually so bloated, and there's like a whole bunch of people that I don't know. So it's not. I mean, it's cool, but it just takes a long time. So that feels climactic, but it's boring. But um, anyway, so that's over. Um, but I'm not here by myself. I'm here with, as you can probably tell, a dog that's chewing on himself. Because uh, <laughs> that's what he's doing. And also, my wife is here. So, this is our yearly episode where Alyssa decides she wants to participate in my public scholarship. And <laughs> she's here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, so, what are your feelings now that I have finished my uh, dissertation defense? I, my, what are my feelings? The, he kicked the record button. So continue. I think it's um, a positive feeling. I don't think it's relief is not the word, but it's... Um, uh, a sense of maybe accomplishment and completion <laughs> if those are feelings <laughs> you feel a sense of accomplishment or you feel that I should feel a sense of accomplishment I mean I'm, as I'm reflecting on the situation it's not what I think you should feel, or whatever the first thing you said was, it's as a as a uh, situation. Uh, you're the one who suggested I should go to school. Yep. And then you regretted it immediately. <laughs> I I don't know. If it was regret immediately, I think it was the right move. So, people listening, I was not planning to go back to get a doctorate. I know you all hear me talk about all this academic stuff, and you probably think that I was one of those people who I finished undergrad and I was like, woo, gotta go straight in. I know you all know enough of my story to know I didn't go straight from undergrad, but like, there's still some people who always want to get doctorates and then. They just do other things for a while before they do it. But I was not one of those people. You know, I finished college and went overseas for a couple of years teaching English and got my master's. And honestly, if I had gotten more stable jobs in language, I would just still be doing that. You know, and I talk about language a lot. So I'm still in language in the, in the conversation, the whole book and everything. But um, yeah, I just moved into the, the career I'm in now. And, you know, I was just also doing this doctorate thing, um, mostly just because I wanted to develop my own ideas that would be 
you know, based in something. I always had a bunch of ideas, but they weren't really based in anything. So, but so then I started school, and I remember four years ago, we were at that brunch at the restaurant that doesn't exist anymore with the organization, Spinalitis Organization. Oh right, yeah. And it was the second week, and the second week of my school. You remember this? No, I don't. Yes, you do. Uh, and we went around the table asking, you know, what's something, you know, you're excited about? And she said, well, my husband just started his doctoral program. Instead of saying anything about yourself, which is what they actually wanted to hear. <laughs> I don't know. I'm to report. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had, you had started a job that year, though. So. But we're just in a very different place. I mean, like, we think about how different things were when I started. 2018, you were just telling me about this type of dog you wanted to get. And you were looking up pictures and sending them to me. Yeah. And now he's scratching your face. But, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you know, that was happening. Started school. Uh, we went to visit your brother, and I was really stressed about writing a paper for my first class that, um, because I, I've been, I was just nervous that I would, you know, people, I, I, I never really, I just didn't know that I could do this sort of academic work. It's, I'm sure it seems silly now, but like, I don't know for my whole, each time I tried to get a new thing, college, college was a lot harder than high school because I went to a high school where they, where if you really wanted to work hard, you could but they wouldn't force you to, which is good people who like to work hard and bad people who don't. Uh, I'm not judging people for not working hard because you could be artists. You can work hard at art. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm saying we had, we had a lot of, no. <laughs> we had a lot. We had a lot. Look, like Lena Dunham and shit went there. Like, it's just like things like that, you know? And, and, uh, and what I'm saying is people who like to study, and I'm not saying that I liked to study. I didn't really like to study. Um, didn't have to do that because uh, it was just kind of a pipeline place. And I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of them now, and I'm like, I just look them up sometimes, see what they're doing. They all seem to have like personal jewelry lines. Like at least three or four people in my graduating class just have personal jewelry lines that I've never heard of but this is just like what they're doing. I'm not dissing jewelry designers. That's not my point. My point is whatever. Anyway, but there was a big leap between high school and college and I, I really was sort of drowning and also because of all the like stuff that was going on in my head that I hadn't figured out, you know, ADHD, you know, and I just wasn't doing well. But then the, I, each time I went back to school because of that big leap, I, I always thought it would be a huge leap. So like when I went back to my master's, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do this. Like I was applying, I had just got back from Korea and I was applying for jobs and you know i was trying to find a job that would be really flexible and, and then i you know they asked me about that in one of the interviews and i said well you know i'm about to start this master's program and i'm not gonna be able to do it you know i don't i don't you know and one person told me like i think you'll be able to do it um and the same thing happened this time i don't know why i thought it would happen again but i just you know you think doctor that's just so amazing um i mean I guess I thought that, you know, the, I, before I started doing this, I didn't have very many friends with doctorates, um, probably because I was younger. And, 
you know, the few who did, like the people who taught me, I was just like, they're just on another level. Even today, I still call the people in my committee by their last names. Um, you know, I shorten it, but yeah. So I was, that's why I was so nervous four years ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then I used to spend Saturday afternoons writing papers. We didn't have a dog or a child, so I could do something like that. It was only literally one semester when we didn't have a dog or a child. Not even a whole semester. Because then we got him the last week of the semester. And that's when we were going to have an end of semester party. And I couldn't even go to it because <laughs> Alyssa was like, you need to come home and help me with this puppy that we just got. <laughs> the same with my work Christmas party the previous day. <laughs> you called me all hysterical. I don't even say hysterical about women, but, you know, loud, whatever. And you were just like, you need to come home. Are you the one who wanted to get the dog? <laughs> and... But like, although on the other hand, I did do the same thing to you the first day, because <laughs> I'd never had a dog before. And I had my mom had cats when I was in high school, but you don't have to do much. Like cats don't care. I just want to be left alone. Um, <laughs> and I, and I had I had I had fish too, but um, I never had a dog. Stops peeing everywhere, and I'm just <laughs> like, what the fuck? We had these pee pads, and he he would just like he like. The odor in the pee pad is on the side of the pad. So he would smell that and just pee on the side of the pad. And then it would, the pee would still be everywhere. So it was just, there was pee everywhere. We, we used to, we had this, this like unfurled crate that we used to put around our apartment and <laughs> to keep him in certain places. I, I came home one day from work. She had the crate around the couch. <laughs> A fortress. To keep, and I, I, the little puppy's just barking at her. I just, I just like, what, what is this scene? Oh my god. He's, he's right here sleeping. So, and then. That happened, and that was like a whole thing. And you were upset when I wanted to go to Toronto, but that turned out to be a good idea, right. did it not? Because a lot of the things wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone to Toronto. Right. She was upset because Neptune was still a handful, and that would have that was her first weekend alone with him. Um. And you know he just he just made a lot of noise. And she had to be the one, because I'm usually the one that wakes up. And before the baby, just I, I was the one who took the dog out 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I used to, well, because I used to, back when, you know, in 2014, 15, 16, I used to run right before work. So I didn't really have to get up that early to run. And then um, in 2017, that changed, but not that much. Like, I was still running at like 7 in the morning. Um, and then going into work. And then I wanted to go to work a little bit earlier. So then I just make, kept making it earlier. And then at some inexplicable point, like I just looked up and I was like waking up at 4.45 in the morning <laughs> to go running. 
<laughs> and I was complaining about it, and I, like my body was like fighting me. Like I would go to the office and I'd just be limping all day. <laughs> like just and, and like I was a good runner, like at my best. Like I, I I got in my head about shit, but like I ran like a couple of marathons under three hours, and you know, like I wasn't a trained athlete. I didn't really really try until I was like twenty six, twenty seven. So it, I I always thought I was a bad athlete. Um. I really did get myself to a, a good spot with the running, you know, qualified for Boston, and then Boston was a whole thing. We don't even talk about that. But, um, but like, I was just doing it too hard, and I realized that, like, the way that I obsess over my, like, ideas now, I was doing that to running back then. And at a certain point, it, you know, my body just fought back a lot. And it wasn't the typical running injury. I didn't really get, like, soft tissue muscle injuries. I would get sore. Um, and my back is messed up, but my back's messed up since I was like 19. So, um, not as bad as yours, Lissa. I'm not trying to compare my back to your back right before I hear about this. Um, <laughs> but no, I had issues with my back. I, you know, I, I hurt my back when I was playing rugby poorly. It was, I nothing, it was no good decision playing rugby because like I was bad at it. I was slow and I hurt myself, but I wanted to play because the guys who lived near me freshman year played and I wanted friends. So I joined the rugby team and it was the club team. So they didn't cut anybody. So I just go out to this fucking field on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I was so bad at this sport, freezing. I didn't have the right equipment. Like eventually I bought cleats, but like I told my parents and they were like, okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I hurt my back and it's still kind of messed up. Um, but, you know, all this is to say, I don't know. Oh, yeah, after waking up early with the dog. That's how I got to this point. Um, I used to wake up early with the dog because I was waking up early to run anyway. Um, and then in 2019, I wanted to go to Toronto. And so that means she, also, she not only did she have to take care of him, but she also had to be the one to get up really early when he woke up for a couple of days at least. She was also trying to visit her family that day and then, when she was getting on the Metro North, he wouldn't stop barking, so she had to go back home. So, you know, I called, because I went there on a Friday after work, and I called Saturday morning. I called Friday, too. Don't worry, people. Um, and um, to see how things were going, and she was like, he barked so loud, I had to get off the train. <laughs> I was like, oh, like I felt bad. What was I going to do when I come back? Um so anyway, I just went about my business, but so what could I do? What could I do at that point? I felt bad, but, you know, but that was the, you all heard these stories, I'm not going to say them, where the things happened. I met Cheryl Matias, Nelson Flores, um, who came up in my dissertation defense today. He wasn't there, but um, I, that's not a weird thing to say. Someone I know, he was on her committee, so it's not like a random thing to say. Um, but... It, uh, it's where the whole altruistic shield thing where I posted that thing about teachers can be gross and my friend's wife, blah, blah, blah. That all happened there. And then I got that idea and I took it back to New York and I put out a small survey and it, people didn't want to say the word race and blah, 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 blah. Altruistic shield was written, other articles were written, all that happened. But, you know, the point is that there's always been other concerns. You know, I'm not trying to say my life's been like hard or something. In, in terms of logistics, but like from then on, like, you know, like if I had decided, you know, it's just too much work, 
for all of us. I, I can't go to Toronto. I'll, I don't, I mean, I'm sure I would have written something, but it would have been very different. You know, all of it. It's like a butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we decided to have a baby. <laughs> Wasn't our original plan to wait till I finished? I don't really remember, but uh, it worked out. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, imagine if it had been like literally one month later. Because Ezel was born in February 2020, which you all know if you've been listening. I obviously mentioned it because I recorded like a million podcasts because I was so stressed out of being in New York in March 2020. Um, but so the point is we had to shower. A lot of people we still even haven't seen. I think we've probably seen all of them at least once since then by this point. One of us has seen all of them, but um, we haven't in one place. We haven't seen a lot of them in one place since the wedding, honestly. Some of them weren't at the wedding. Some of them were here this time, but you get the point. And it was just a really nice experience. I just, I think the shower was really nice. Um, and there was a lot of joy there. My friend... I saw my friend going to the bathroom and he pointed out, hey, there's more champagne and I wasn't drinking, so I was mad. <laughs> well, he didn't know. So much Steve. He's like, there's more. I'm like, yeah, I know there's more champagne. Can't have it. Um, and then he was born, February 2020. And I always tell the joke that we were in the hospital for a week and oh my God, that's so long to be stuck inside. Uh, and then obviously everything shut down a couple weeks later. But um, I selfishly knew I was sort of on what they say in, in sports, on a heater. Did they ever say that about you, Alyssa? On a heater? Alyssa was... I've uh, never heard that. Alyssa, Alyssa was a better athlete than I ever was, even when I was running 256 marathons. So just to be fair, what was your sport, Alyssa? I know, but you're telling, you're telling people field hockey yeah and you were the star of the team i wouldn't say that uh you were the star of the field hockey team at manhattanville college I... isn't your number retired no oh i'm sure <laughs> you're, you're making things up that's what i'm saying <laughs> no, but you you uh you but they keep the picture of you well that, that's not me exclusively right. you haven't been there since that was five years ago did they send you a thing for a reunion? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're just not going. Uh, both of us, our 15th college reunions are this year, and we're both not going. Um, I feel like yours would be more manageable for us to go to. Yeah. You just don't want to? Not, when is it? Not really. I don't even know. <laughs> have to look. For those of you who don't know, because I went to Princeton, and those things are absurd. And, of course, since it hasn't happened in three years... It just happened every year, right? Um, and they invite everybody back, but like majors 5, 10, 15 is like a bigger deal. And I've sort of distanced myself a little bit, although I'm still involved with one group of people there. Um, but, you know, if this had been normal times, um, I'm not one of those people who still don't get back to normal, but if it had been the times before, um, I would have definitely gone to my 15th reunion, you know? And... Um, I would have been just finishing, like, I, I just defended today. That means I would have been going to my 15th college reunion one week after defending my dissertation. Right? 
Essa like, you know, something to talk about. But I'm not going. And I there's a very simple logistical reason, which is I just got a new job and I have all this graduation and defense stuff to do, so I need the days for that. Uh, but like, you know, I, st- I could have probably pried an extra day out of my job if I really wanted to. And it's not as big of a deal for me, I guess. The weird thing is that I was always trying to achieve something socially, and now I have what I want, what, into, I guess, intellectually or professionally or whatever, and I don't really care socially anymore. I don't. Um, and there's a part of me that's a little confused by that, you know, by the fact that I don't care. I care a little bit. <laughs> not enough to be stressed out about but, I, you know, there's a part of me that wonders if I'll still be good at writing if I don't feel like there's something chasing me all the time. Right. You know, there's a lot of pressure intellectually, time-wise, and so forth. And that's why I have had to write so fast. Now, I knew everything fast, but um, that I couldn't stop, you know, and now... And I'm forcing myself to stop. I'm a little worried, you know, that my writing will suffer. Don't worry about this show. There will always be episodes. Uh, and I'm not taking the summer off this time because I'm on this podcast network. So, you know, I may do – I'm going to re-release a couple episodes over the summer because um, there's probably older ones that people haven't listened to. There's not that many of you, but um, it does seem like there's some people who started listening recently. Um and again, I, I, you know, obviously share it with people if you find this interesting. I didn't mention the Patreon today. You know, if that's your interest, you can do it. The link is in the show description. But uh, I sound like a real podcast, so I say things like that. Um, <laughs> you still there? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. You know, having that defense, a friend was telling me that the defense should feel like a conversation among scholars. Is that how I felt to you from watching? Um, or what did it feel like to you to watch? It was very formal, so I don't think it was, like, conversational. But that, you, you spend that time with me to know that that's sometimes how these people talk. Well, no, I mean in terms of, like, each person had their turn to talk, their turn to talk so it wasn't very, like... Oh, free-flowing. Sure. Um, but it was, um, I don't know. What is the question? What was it like? What did it feel like to you, like, watching it? Like, you, you've never seen one of those. I've never seen one either, but I've done one, so. Well, it was hard to follow the presentation because I didn't read the document. That's right, she does not read my stuff. It's okay. I don't. I also, no one shared it with me. So I wasn't prepared for the meeting. But it, um, so it was hard to kind of know what was being pulled. So it seemed kind of random. But uh, the questions were interesting and helpful, I think. You can read it, you know. I can read it. <laughs> um, I mean, 
the dissertation is. Some people really push out their dissertations, and I do have an article I'm working on that pulls with the dissertation. But some people really want people to read their dissertations, and I don't really care if you read my dissertation. You can read it if you want an example, but my dissertation is not an example because it's so weird. Like, they made a point of saying that it was unorthodox, um, but that I pulled it off. And there's still a part of me that thinks because it was pretty short and I involved a lot of analysis of my own work in it, um, that it's still less legitimate because it's not numbers, it's not quantitative. You know, I went into my doctorate thinking I might have wanted to do quantitative stuff. I wanted to work on attendance and community programs, which is a really narrow topic. But, like, if you can do it, you know, if you could figure out the magic formula for getting everyone to show up to, like, cheaper free programs, like, you could, you could be a person. You know, that could be worthwhile, you know? The only thing is, the answer, I figured it out already. Like, like I didn't do a study with attendance. But like all the start of my work, all the ideas came from looking at research on things like that and realizing that like these people were often leaving the programs because the people were racist. <laughs> so I am kind of working on the problem. It's not this just racist, good classes and so forth. Um, but they were not feeling respected and they would leave community programs. And I think that we don't know this because we, we hear about the people who leave because they couldn't get childcare, because they, you know, the, the, the commute was too far. Like we, those people usually are people who want to go and they tell you it's too hard. I can't go. So that bias, you know, we assume people who don't show up are similar, but they're not. I think a lot of the time they leave because they don't feel like they're getting what they want. I was just watching the thing at my job last night and this person was just challenging everything and, it's uh, it's clear because she just didn't like what was being, what she was being taught. Uh, so yeah. So now after that, like they had a lot of suggestions for where I could go in terms of like ideas. Mm-hmm. The only problem is like you know I can't really do studies if I don't go to school. Mm-hmm. I can write, um, but like. You know, there's this consulting thing that I'm sort of involved in. Um, where they're doing, like, language and race stuff. And so I will technically be associated. Like, the funny thing is, if I had had the patient, if I didn't have the job that I had, and I was patient... I probably could have gotten that Kadaja out next year. Because with the book out, there's a lot of articles that I wrote in the last two years that are just finally being released. And I like that book, about, the chapter about St. Anne's, like it actually came out in the book, which I'm not buying. They don't they won't even give me one for free. <laughs> so I could do this, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but like between all the things that are going to come out this year, and the book and anything that I just make the choice to write. Like, if I hadn't been in that job, I, I might have been interested in it. In a way, if I'd been in the job that I'm in now for the last several years, 
Although, with the pay and all that, I don't think I would have wanted an academic job. But, like, it's, uh, yeah. Well, I am going to leave Alyssa to her dark room here. <laughs> I, uh, no, but it was really, there's a reason you were the only person I wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess maybe Ezel, but that would have been disruptive. <laughs> um, you know, I, timing-wise, you know, I guess my dad could have been there, but he was on a plane, but like. I, I wouldn't have done it if you hadn't suggested I do it and believe that I could do it. So ultimately it was you that I was showing that I could do it. And I guess I could do it. You could do it. And you did it. Yes, I did. 